Now, when it comes to your IRA, don't forget your RMDs. You also need to think about your FRA, LTC, and FEHB. No one wants to listen to another boring financial show. That's why Alicia and Josh Lewis and Chuck Lehman created the NOCO Retirement Report as a way to break down the complex world of retirement planning to something that's simple and easy to understand and have some fun while doing it. Here's the Lehman Lewis team with the NOCO Retirement Report. Most Americans get a failing grade when it comes to retirement literacy. Now that's according to the American College of Financial Services. In the survey, 89% of women flunked a 38-question quiz. 72% of men failed the quiz. <laughs> so it doesn't matter what gender you are, we all failed. Thanks for joining us, Northern Colorado. Welcome to NOCO Retirement Report, along with Alicia Lewis, Chuck Lehman, and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. You can reach the Lehman Lewis Financial Team anytime at 970-446-1234 or on the web at LehmanLewisResources.com. Alicia, Chuck, Josh, welcome to the show. Good, Good morning. morning. Good morning. Man, great to be with you guys. So it's um, there. there's a gap in the score, but bottom line is that most of us are lacking uh, the era of financial lit- literacy, easy for me to say, uh, especially when it comes to retirement income planning. So let's talk about the topics that you guys find most people struggling with when they get to you and start talking about retirement income planning. I'd say the biggest one is that they don't know how long their money's going to last. They just go into it blind, hoping for the best and planning for the best. Yeah, that's always a good strategy, isn't it? Yeah, right. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so researchers in the study said that men often claim to have higher levels of knowledge and then test poorly. Women, self-reported knowledge is more aligned to their actual literacy scores, so women are being more honest about what they don't know when it comes to finance. So how do we get the guys on the same page and help them understand why they need some retirement advice? Well, I think kind of that statistic right there is a wake-up call. And I think, you know, just kind of men in general, we always like to think we know a lot, but sometimes we don't always do. It's sort of that idea of, you know, you don't know and you don't know that you don't know. <laughs> um, and that's pretty common, right? And I think a lot of times we overestimate our abilities in a lot of things. And so more often than not, I think kind of sitting down with someone and just really walking through our process, which is really pretty comprehensive, um, kind of getting to know what people want to do with their money, but then having kind of some of those technical conversations around it, you know, looking at a specific mutual fund or a stock or something like that, and sort of highlighting some of those key metrics to say, hey, this is what makes a good stock. This is what makes a poor stock. Here's how that moves. And a lot of times it's really just that education process. So, you know, it's sort of like sitting down with someone and having them explain it where you might go, well, yeah, I have a general idea of what that might mean. I kind of know I might, you know, I've heard some misconceptions along the way, but if you're open-minded to hearing, you know, those explanations, I think a lot of times most men are very teachable in that regard. It's just a matter of Sometimes you got to be a little vulnerable, which I know isn't always easy, but then taking the time to kind of learn and get better educated on yeah. that. Well, and I think over the years when people are just saving into all these different investments, it's it's kind of one of those easy, yeah, I'm just putting away, saving, saving, saving. 
And when you get to retirement, it is about being more intentional because now it's you're using your money for income. And I think that that's where people recognize more so that, hey, I need some help with this type of planning because I don't want to just drain my portfolio. And like what Chuck said earlier, you know, I, I don't know if this is going to last or I don't know how this is going to affect my taxes or where should I take from, you know, when should I start my social security? There's a lot more questions around that retirement income planning uh, versus Again, like I said, when you're when you're working and accumulating and you're just saving money because you have that paycheck. When you're in retirement, you need a paycheck. Where's it coming from? Well, when we continue to read through more of the findings of this American College of Financial Services report, 12% of women feel highly knowledgeable about long-term care and 27% say that they have a plan to fund it, despite the fact that 50% of ladies expect to require it. Now, it seems troubling for so many women to believe that they could need long-term care, but so few of them actually have a plan for it. So what's going on as you guys see it? Well, I think a lot of that is just around um, the lack of a plan, you know, of, hey, I some of those women have that idea that, hey, it, I sat with somebody the other day that said, literally, it kind of broke my heart a little bit, said, um, well, I have kids, they'll take care of me. Mm. And while that feels good and sounds good and it's the warm and fuzzy, but you have to think about, you know, most people are working, you know, this isn't our society. We have both spouses typically work these days and it really also comes down to, you know, how's that going to work with if, if your child is working, your adult child is working and now needs to take care of you, it's just usually not feasible. And, you know, then we have on the opposite end of the spectrum where people say, I don't want to be a burden to my kids. And I think it all comes down to, well, how are you planning for that? And have you had these conversations? And, um, you know, there's, there's a lot of different ways to plan for long-term care other than just the old traditional long-term care insurance, which, you know, is not always our favorite because, you know, it's prices are always going up, premiums are always going up, and it's already expensive to begin with, and benefits are usually going down. And if you don't use it, you lose it. I, I mean, there's just a lot of... Um, negatives to long-term care insurance, but sometimes you need that. And so planning for that, there's other ways you can plan for it. It, And I'll just give you an example, you know, life insurance. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, life insurance is used a lot more for just a death benefit. And um, so many times people say, oh, I don't need life insurance because that, you know, our, our mortgage is paid off and we don't have young kids at home anymore. And yeah, that used to be the reason for life insurance, but life insurance has come so far and there are long-term care benefits that are in life insurance. That way, if you don't use it, you don't lose it. So there's a, uh, there's a handful of different ways to plan for it. But again, you know, failing to plan is planning to fail. Mm. And so really it comes back to making sure that you've got that big picture plan and um, you've had those conversations. And this is a conversation that a lot of people don't like to have because they're like, Oh, that's not going to be me. That's going to be, you know, everyone else I know, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to need that long-term care. Mm. And you know, we, we find that so many people uh, come in here and that they might be working with an advisor and they've never been given this option. 
and uh, they're totally the the look on her face like why ha- why don't I know about this why hasn't anyone told us about you know planning for long-term care using a insurance product. And again, uh, you know, life insurance has morphed into not just taking care of a mortgage and putting kids through college if you don't make it, uh, you know, to that age, but it's more for used for an asset class for taking care of uh, some of them can be used for income that can be tax free, but um, the majority of the time when people see that they can take care of a long-term care problem with life insurance and know that, hey, if I spend this money on it and I don't use it, at least it's going to go to my heirs. That is an option that most people say, why wouldn't I do this? Alicia, Chuck, Josh have a free guide for you. It's are you paying too much in taxes in retirement or will your money last as long as you do? All of these guides are available on the website. Go to laymanlewisresources.com. That's laymanlewisresources.com. And find the guide that pertains to what you want information on. You can download it. All you have to do is input your name and information. It's a downloadable PDF to your email. And then you can reach out to the team and and ask questions that you have after going through that guide. The phone number, 970-446-1234. Along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh, I'm Bruce Steinbrock. This is the NOCO Retirement Report. Now, more women are serving as the household's chief financial officer today, but they need help with their retirement readiness, according to the American College of Financial Services. Now, women might be managing the checkbook, buying the groceries, paying the bills. It doesn't mean that the family has an income plan for retirement. So what's the difference between managing your monthly household budget and truly having an income strategy in retirement? Yeah, this is pretty significant. So when you think about budget, you know, and managing that, obviously there's some, you know, time and effort and energy involved, but you're really just managing the outflows, right? So that's just kind of one of two parts. So the inflows is going to be that income segment. And so when you talk about generating income in retirement, it's a little more complex, complicated, sophisticated, whatever, you know, than it is than just paying the bills. You got to look at your investment portfolio and determine how are we going to derive income from this that will A, be tax efficient, B, last our lifetimes, and C, meet all of our goals, objectives to meet our requirement. So there's a lot more that goes into that. So, you know, looking at different things with different respective time periods also. So how are you getting income now might be different than how you're getting income in five years from now because things change like Social Security benefits. Maybe you have an investment that's set up to pay out money. Maybe you have an annuity contract and deferral and you're waiting to take the income from that. So you're using, you know, a systematic withdrawal from your portfolio. So there's all these different things that go into that. But, you know, managing the budget is just managing where all of that income is going to go. So that first part really is important on generating consistent, reliable income. And let's face it, also in retirement, if you're going into retirement as a couple, at some point in time, one spouse passes, you have to prepare for that likelihood because it's pretty rare that you both pass at the same time. So what do you talk with folks about the conversations that you have about the income planning for the surviving spouse because they're going to be a single payer tax uh, plan there for them as well. So there's a lot that's baked into this. 
that's correct. Uh, a lot of people aren't aware that you're going to be in the highest tax bracket uh, as a single uh, person. That plus you've lost one of the Social Securities. You get to keep the highest of the two. And a lot of times uh, people have not made the right choice when it comes to pensions. And uh, they could end up not receiving all of the pension or maybe only receiving half of it. In either case, they're going to be taking a reduction in income, plus they're going to be having higher taxes. And this seems to be a problem that um, I see so many times when I sit with our prospective uh, families that they're not aware of these things. And again, that's what uh, we do here at Lehman Lewis Financial Group is just show them the whole picture, not just, hey, here's your investments and, you know, here's what we're hoping it's going to do. We have a plan. And that's part of it is what happens if one of you passes away, or not if, but when one of you passes away, what's the income going to look like for the surviving spouse? What's the taxes going to look like? And are you going to be able to sustain your uh, lifestyle, or do you want to sustain your lifestyle? Mm. At Lehman Lewis, it's called the peace process. Personal connection, education, action and agreement creation and implementation, and then enjoying retirement. If you'd like to start your very own personalized peace process with Alicia, Chuck, Josh, Jeff, the entire team, reach out today at 970-446-1234 or on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. We've got more NOCO Retirement Report right after this. It might ramp up or it could slow down, but inflation never goes away. Do you know how it could impact your retirement savings? Find out by calling the Lehman Lewis Financial Group today, 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. Three generations. Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey. When Lehman Lewis Financial Group says they are a family-owned and operated company, they mean it. Years ago, Grandpa Lehman started it, his son Chuck built on it and continued it, and now Alicia and her husband Josh Lewis have joined in to continue the family tradition of helping others find happiness in retirement. If that's what you're looking for in a financial professional, a family-oriented business that treats their clients like, well, family, then give Lehman Lewis Financial Group a call, 970 970- 519-2212. Chuck, Alicia, and Josh say it all the time. It's not about the accounts, the numbers, or the products, but rather it's about the people. Three generations of doing things the right way. Join the Lehman Lewis family today, 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. Jimmy Lakey is not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and was paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance services. Have you ever done something and then thought, well, that was a giant waste of money? You might have that same thought in retirement if you don't plan for taxes. Call the team at Lehman Lewis Financial Group to make sure you aren't giving more to Uncle Sam than you have to. 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. You found the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alicia Lewis, Chuck Lehman, and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Now, when you're growing up, guys, did you ever have a hard time respecting uh, what you felt like were uh, an adult's strict rules? Um, <clears throat> yeah, this is always a fun one with a uh, daughter-father combo here. <laughs> I mean, may- maybe I. Uh, there was a lot of uh, learning opportunities when I was 
maybe in high school and how about now um now i think you know i think i'm pretty good now i think i am i mean i always push the envelope a little bit really um all those learning opportunities really put her you know on track to get on the right direction <laughs> clearly <laughs> This wow. could go south real quick. Uh, I don't even know what to say Josh, right now. Josh, you're going to have to come in and rescue. <laughs> All right. Like, so I'm not saying right. that. I'm not the rescue person in this scenario. Okay. <laughs> All right. So whether it was an aunt and uncle, a, a grandparent, a parent, uh, we all had some learning opportunities to do when we were growing up. But we should respect those who are elders. So, Chuck, we all respect you here and because you're the oldest guy in the Thank conversation. Because you. you're, an, you're an elder. Watch We're, <laughs> We want to honor uh, your legacy that, that, that you have before. So how can we truly help plan to include our wishes, our legacy when it comes to retirement planning? So much of that, I think, is really just communication, you know, and knowing a person and kind of understanding who it's so personal, right? Where you think of like someone wants it and just kind of from an asset standpoint, they want their assets distributed in a certain way. But if you know that individual, you know, liked certain things or was fond of certain things, you kind of know their predisposition towards that sort of thing. But that all being said, you also want to have a will, you want to have a trust, you want to have that outlined with, you know, some things in writing, some legal documents to make sure that, hey, these are my wishes, this is how I want it to be carried out. But I think having those candid conversations with people, you know, before you get to the point of kind of the more immediacy of dissolution of assets, I think that's really important to have that plan set up so that as things kind of ebb and flow and change a little bit, you can make some adjustments too. But again, having that all laid out and having a loved one or, you know, a trustee or something like that able to do, you know, kind of execute on the plan after your passing, I think is super important in that regard. So in you all's experience, are there people who generally are aware how much planning is involved, you know, when it comes to fulfilling, you know, uh, wishes beyond, uh, you know, this life and in essence, their estate and legacy plan? I really don't think people understand what goes into it unless they've had um, maybe their parents pass or, you know, a loved one that has passed away and they've been through it. If maybe they were an executor, because even even people who have had a parent pass, but they weren't in charge of all the all the business related Mm -hmm. stuff, um, a lot of times people don't have any idea. And so it is really, but I think the people who have been through it, it's easiest to plan for them because, or plan with them because they're like, I don't, I don't want my kids to go through this or I don't want my, you know, heirs to go through this without a plan because it is difficult. And so we do try to talk to people about that and really, you know, sit down and say, okay, let's not only go through how you want things to be left, but also let's go through some of the people who we can communicate with when you pass away so that we can help them and come alongside them and, uh, you know, just, just help with that process. Because again, it is, it, it is a significant, um, job, if you will, uh, to go through that. So let's give people a little descriptive, uh, conversation here. Can you describe, you know, kind of what happens if the estate and legacy plan isn't properly planned for, 
And, you know, people then are reaching out saying, hey, I need help. Just from my experience, I've seen that uh, so many times, you know, people say, oh, my my kids are best of friends, you know, that there's not going to be an issue with this. But in my experience, money can make people stupid sometimes. And I have seen uh, siblings argue over money and, uh, I mean, become estranged from one another because of things not being planned out and they're, oh, you know, mom and dad would have wanted this. No, they would have wanted. And there's all this bickering. And there's so many times that this could have been just prevented if they had the plan and it was in writing of, no, this is how we want this to go after our deaths. Well, and you think about too, like not establishing proper beneficiaries. I've seen this play out too, where someone goes, oh, we'll leave all the money to so-and-so, my oldest son. And then come to find out they have five other beneficiaries, but they figure their oldest son will then distribute all the money to those other kids. Well, there's some tax liability that goes in there. There's some gift tax rules. There's all these kind of other additional things that people don't think of. So when you're going to kind of place a burden of responsibility maybe on one kid, there's a lot of things you're probably not considering. Well, that kid, you know, might be virtuous and do the right thing. Obviously, you're leaving up some responsibility to that individual, but they're also going to have to navigate some of those legal challenges, tax challenges that go with that. So I think you're so much better off, you know, for whoever is surviving to have that stuff laid out because, A, you're in a grieving process when someone passes. It's generally for, a, you know, a, a relatively long period of time. And then you have to make all of these business decisions. So then if you're adding these layers of complexity that don't really need to be there, you're making that, you know, already cumbersome process even more difficult. And I don't think that's really fair to anybody, even if, you know, one kid might be better at handling administrative type things than the other kid. I don't think it's necessarily the most prudent thing to do and put that responsibility all on that one person. And I've always said that, uh, you know, if you're if truth be known, the one that you're leaving as the executor is probably your favorite kid. Always made sure you got your birthday cards and mother and father's sake. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, why are you penalizing him? <laughs> that's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but usually usually they pick the most responsible, you know, if you think about it. And because it is a lot of work and there is a lot of details involved. And so it is good to make sure that you're not necessarily picking your favorite, but picking the most responsible one to mm. handle some of the affairs. So that might be some like weird incentive to not be the most responsible kid, right? <laughs> yeah. Less workload oh, in the future. Oh, boy. All right, folks, if you would like a free guide on estate planning, Alicia, Chuck, Josh, have uh, that guide for you. It's on the website, laymanlewisresources.com. Scroll down to the estate planning guide. All you have to do is click on the guide, enter your information. It's a downloadable PDF sent to your email. You can find it at laymanlewisresources.com or reach out and ask for the guide at 970-446-1234, 970-446-1234. This is the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. That's a big hit from Aretha Franklin. And uh, Aretha, she passed away in the summer of 2018. 
and her family has been squabbling over the estate for quite some time. An estimated $17 million left in that estate, and they found three handwritten wills in her home. Now, this show <laughs> is a financial retirement show, uh, but we always talk about finances in retirement. But let's describe uh, the hardships that uh, Aretha's family could be going through. I mean, handwritten wills for crying out loud. How much money was spent on attorneys over right? this period of time? Oh my gosh, that's that is. I'm sure of the what? 17 million, there's money gone. Oh yeah. I, I I had somebody come in, and we always ask when you know when we're sitting down, we ask a lot of questions, and you know one of the questions is, do you have a will or a trust? Is it updated? When was it updated? Who do you work with? All these things. And this couple said, yeah, you know, we just, we printed out one of these wills online and we same kind of same thing. We, we did it ourselves. And that is just something that is a hard no for us. It doesn't cost that much money to go and hire an estate planning attorney and do it right. Um, not everybody needs a trust, but for goodness sakes, this, this is why, you know, we really recommend that you have somebody that you're working with that can help you through that process. And um, even if you're saying, well, I need, you know, I need to update and I don't want to go, you know, spend money every time I update. It's not that much. It's not that much. And it's worth it. It will cost you a lot less. It'll cost your estate a lot less to do it right the first time. And even the second and third, if you need to update, uh, than it would if you were to just do it yourself. And then there'd be issues to where attorneys need to get involved after your death. Let's just have that conversation here on the show. If somebody's out there listening and, and they know, you know, again, they maybe have worked with an advisor, if you will, and they're more of an accumulation advisor. But when we're talking about retirement and we're talking about those five parts, income, investments, taxes, health care, long-term care, and then that estate component that we're focusing on right now, um, and putting that all together in a plan, can you kind of describe how you help people in, in the planning process, and the state being one of those, uh, come in and, and try and, I guess, put all their thoughts together so that they can make these kind of decisions. So again, when we're doing a full-blown retirement plan, we want to make sure that we're looking at the five different areas. We want to make sure that you have an investment plan. How are you invested? Where are you invested? Um, you know, risk, all of that. We want to make sure that you have an income plan. Where's your income coming from? a tax plan, a healthcare plan, a legacy plan, and all of these things work together. And again, that's why we want to make sure that all of these things are being planned together and that you have a team of advisors behind you working for and with you through some of these um planning, strategic planning. So, you know, we're not attorneys, we're not CPAs, but of course we work with other, you know, CPAs, tax planning attorneys. We, we work with estate planning attorneys. Like all of these people typically are working as separate for you. And so when we are working with the families that we represent, we are sitting down and speaking to their CPA if they have one or hooking them up with one so that, that again, you have a team. We're sitting down, we're, we're saying, okay, who's your estate planning attorney? Okay, we need to contact them and work alongside of them and make sure that we're all on the same page. Because again, this is not, this is not a separate situation. This is all pulled together for you and your family's success. So we want to make sure that 
everything is working together. And I think a lot of times people, when they come in, they say, oh, I have that, you know, it's done, checked off the list, whatever. And um, even sometimes with investments, sometimes they're like, oh yeah, I've got that plan for, I did that, you know, five years ago. It is never a set it and forget it plan. It it is constantly um, needing to be looked at and updated. And that's where our team comes in and says, okay, you know, there's been some legislation changes. We need to make sure that that's up to date in, you know, in your trust, if you have one or, hey, you know, there's been some changes in market volatility. We need to make changes here. You know, so this is not ever a set it and forget it. And some people say, oh, that sounds so exhausting. You know, like I just want to check it off my list and be done. But again, that's why you have a team of advisors here at Lehman Lewis Financial Group that can be the ones to stay up on all of those changes and make sure that your plan is uh, up to date and, and moving forward in the right direction for you. Reach out to the Lehman Lewis financial team today and start your legacy plan conversation right along with your retirement income plan. The phone number, 970-446-1234. 970-446-1234 on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. And we'll continue the NOCO Retirement Report right after this. Ready to take control of your future? Register now for one of Lehman Lewis Financial Group's upcoming dinner seminars by texting RSVP to 970-446-1234. That's RSVP to 970-446-1234. Hey, it's Shimmy Lakey. How much do you have saved for retirement? Now cut that number in half. That's the impact inflation could have on your retirement. Have you thought about how that will affect your retirement plans? If not, you should. Recently, we've seen inflation well over 5%. But even at the historical average of 3%, the value of your savings will be cut in half in 20 years. So what can you do? Start by getting a free booklet from Lehman Lewis Financial Group. It will help you understand how inflation could impact you and show you simple ways to prepare for it. Get this booklet to discover five easy steps to help prevent inflation from impacting your retirement dream. To get your copy of this free booklet from Lehman Lewis Financial Group, call 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. I am not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and am paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance investment advisory services offered only by duly registered individuals through AE Wealth Management, LLC. Interest rates are on the rise, so what does that mean for your retirement? Find out by calling the Lehman Lewis Financial Group team now, 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. You found the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alicia Lewis, Chuck Lehman, and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. I'm going to mention some names here. Mickey Rooney, Stan Lee, Zsa Zsa Gabor. What do they all have in common? Well, unfortunately, what they all have in common is they were victims of elder abuse. Now, according to the World Health Organization, the global population of people aged 60 and older could be more than double from 900 million in 2015 to 2 billion in 2050. So how do we ensure, and it's not like it's your job to curtail, uh, you know, something uh, like elder abuse, um, but you guys, I'm sure, over the years have seen where you know, maybe a, a family member or someone 
needs some help in that way and you bring you bring in other members of the family or you're, you're seeing that maybe someone uh, is cognitively slipping a little bit and and you're like okay we need to involve the kids here but I mean because at the end of the day because these people that are coming in to work with you are like family you want them to be treated like family and that means taken care of so certainly a, a tough situation to be involved with help help me bruce <laughs> oh my gosh here we go here we go oh. wow this is not a laughing matter no no actually, it's not it's not but um, obviously I, chuck thank you for chuck, adding a little yes, levity thank you there, for so. the giggle thank you for the giggle but you know blink twice if you're not okay um <laughs> sorry <laughs> So this is actually something that, and I'm sure Chuck can speak to this a lot too, because he's been in the business for so long. Um, you know, we do see this, uh, you know, here and there, not a ton, uh, not a ton because we are very, very protective of the families that we work with. And we can, we know the signs and we can see the signs if there is elder abuse and we nip it in the bud right away. But it, it, is really sad. It's and it's and, and very infuriating, honestly, when um, when we see it happening. You know, when the children are the ones taking advantage of the elders. That's where it's just it's so frustrating. Mm. And but you know, we have we have a backbone enough to be able to say, hey, this isn't right, and and this is where we see the line here. And of course, we're very open about it. We're very open with our clients. We're very open with the involved parties as well, if they want to come in and talk to us about things. But ultimately, I think it comes back to we have really good relationships with our clients. And so we are able to have these conversations with them and um, know them well enough to be able to see the signs. We've probably seen more of financial uh, elder, elder abuse, abuse. Right, yeah. right. than what we've seen as you know physical. And like Alicia said, we have made a stand with it and talked to our clients and uh, eventually, you know, intervened and talked with the child that is uh, taking advantage of the situation. And uh, it's not easy, but it has to be done. Somebody sure. has mm-hmm. to make a stand for them. Yeah, no doubt. So here's another stat. Um, almost 60% of elder abuse and neglect incidents, the perpetrator is a family member. Two thirds of them are adult children and spouses, and and it's it certainly is just it's it's a sad statistic. So let's talk about in a retirement plan. While we're all again thinking clearly and those kind of things, when when you start to plan with someone, who who's involved in in your retirement plan conversation? Well, typically it's you know husband and wife, and, mm-hmm. and initially you know implementing that first part of the plan, it's just kind of the involved parties, if you will. So. For Bill, not a retirement plan. It's typically just you and your spouse. Sure. So, and then as we see things sort of shift, and maybe there's cognitive decline, or maybe there's a passing of one one of the spouses. Um, typically, that's when you see a family member say, "Hey, mom or dad, can I come with you to this meeting?" Or mom and dad say, "Hey, can you come with me to this meeting?" So, you know, it's kind of like a doctor's appointment or something like that. You get an extra set of ears. You get some people to ask questions. So. Um, a lot of times we leave that up to the client and let them sort of drive that decision. But I, I think more often than not, it starts with the husband and wife. And then as necessary, we loop in those other family members. And it's kind of like what Alicia said. It's usually the most 
responsible child that comes with them who probably lives locally that, you know, comes in and, and kind of just helps get their idea around the plan and, and or gets their mind around the plan rather and kind of is able to help mom or dad kind of understand that better as things start to decline mentally. Reach out to Alicia, Chuck, Josh, Jeff, the entire Lehman Lewis team. They would love to sit down and and start that plan with you. Maybe you're already in retirement and you're like, oh my gosh, I, I don't feel like I've addressed every area. It, it's okay. Doesn't mean that you can't get better moving forward. It just means you need some help. You know, raise your hand and say, hey, I haven't prepared in this area of income, investments, taxes, health care, long-term care, and estate planning. The phone number, 970-446-1234. 970-446-1234. On the web at laymanlewisresources.com. Along with Alicia, Chuck, and Josh, I'm Bruce Steinbrock. So we're living longer, and that means we need to prepare for it. Uh, if you were planning to live 15 years in retirement and you live 30, there's a 15-year gap. So talk about the process of uh, you know planning for a long-term retirement. What kind of decisions are people typically updating during a retirement uh, plan? Oh, gosh. Um, I think budgets are one of the primary things that change and shift when you look at kind of the dynamic of those early years in retirement, generally seeing more elective spending for things like travel and going out and just all the fun stuff you want to do in retirement. And then those budgets start to shift a little bit more where maybe later on you might spend more towards health care or you might be spending less electively. So I think that's a pretty dynamic shift. Um, and then with that, we also want to assess kind of tax liability, look at Medicare Part B premium, Social Security taxation, things like that. Because as income needs change, we want to make sure that hey, we're adjusting that. But we also got to look at things like required minimum distributions that go with that to make sure that we're you know, adjusting those income numbers to make sure that we're hitting those required minimum distributions. But I think the other big thing right now, and it's kind of a hot button issue, is inflation. And that has a big part to do with our budgets also, where maybe we saw our elective spending shift and it decreased, but now we're spending more, you know, at the gas station or more on electricity and all those other things. So as those things kind of ebb and flow, we always want to check in with the budget and make sure we're kind of checking all the boxes. So um, really kind of updating the plan in that regard. Well, and certainly health care is something you have to plan for in retirement. If you're going to live 30 or 40 years in retirement, health care, it becomes a bigger potential spend, if you, if you, especially if you haven't planned for it. So how do you guys address that health care component in a retirement plan? Well, again, we're looking at, like Josh said, we're looking at the budget and making sure, you know, a lot of people, uh, and we we had somebody in um, last week who said, you know, we haven't been traveling as much because, you know, we just, uh, with, with COVID and all of that, we just haven't gotten back into traveling. And we said, okay, well, let's, let's talk about where's that other money going that you were normally spending on traveling because, you know, their, their income is still coming in. And they said, man, we've spent $10,000 on, on, uh, you know, some dental work this year. And it's just like, oh my gosh. So again, but they're like, oh, we want to start traveling again. And we've got, you know, one more crown to put on. And so it's kind of, um, it is shifting, but, but also, you know, a lot of people automatically think, oh, Medicare is going to cover everything. I'm good. I've got, I've got Medicare. We're, we're good. 
And little do they realize that it doesn't cover everything. It's actually, um, you know, there, there are some expenses that I think people have an ugly realization to, you know, medication, medication is very, very expensive. You think about hearing aids, you think about even down to vision, you know, getting maybe new glasses or contacts or what, whatever you need in that department. So again, people, I think, forget that, um, as you get older, sometimes your health needs some more attention. Mm. And while it's not something that you necessarily plan on when you're younger, uh, it just, it happens. And so making sure that you have uh, a plan for that and making sure that you have good coverage. And, um, again, our team really hones in on those things of what is it that you might need and what does it cover and stuff like that. Um, so, Again, it's it it is when we when we talk about those five areas of retirement planning, making sure that you have the investment plan, income plan, tax plan, health care plan, and legacy plan. Again, it's all working together. So the health care plan is one of the spokes of the retirement wheel, if you will, and it's one that needs plan for. Well, and something that you guys also do as well, and you talk to people about um, staying active in retirement, because so often, you know, you're not just going to go sit on the couch and eat potato chips and watch TV. That's not retirement. And, And so having a plan for what comes in retirement, what kind of activities do you want to do? How are you going to keep yourself involved and engaged? Those are key things to think about in retirement. Oh, it's huge. And again, this is something that we always tell people what, or ask people, I should say, what is it that you are retiring to? Mm. And sometimes people know, right, right off the bat, oh yeah, I've got this bucket list and I'm going to do this and that and the other. And then somebody, sometimes people are like, what do you mean? What am I retiring to? I'm retiring. And it's like, okay, well, what are you going to do with your spare time? You know, because I think people forget that there is purpose in in life after retirement, there is purpose in even like when you work, there's, there's a great purpose of having that job. And so not retiring to something, it's like you might lose your purpose. And so figuring out ahead of time makes that transition a lot easier. And it doesn't mean that you have to work. Not, not at all. Although we had, we do have a lot of people who say, Oh, I'm going to get a hobby job. But then other people say, I'm going to pick up a hobby that I haven't done for, you know, since I was in my twenties and I'm, I want to, you know, travel or have this bucket list. It's, it is so important. You know, and the other thing too, is making sure that you have, um, you know, some physical activity, uh, some mental activity. And, you know, we really encourage people get involved with your community that now is the time that you can actually give time, you know, and where, when you're working, it's maybe not time isn't quite as available to you. And so, (laughs) Yeah, so it is it's important to do some of these things because again, it just it fills your soul, keeps you healthy and um, gives you that purpose. Reach out today 970-446-1234 or on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. We'll continue the NoCo retirement report right after this. Who will get your things when you're gone? Discover what options you have to make sure your wishes are carried out by getting Lehman Lewis Financial Group's free estate planning guide by texting GIFT to 970-446-1234. That's GIFT to 970-446-1234. 
three generations. Hey, it's Jimmy Lakey. When Lehman Lewis Financial Group says they are a family-owned and operated company, they mean it. Years ago, Grandpa Lehman started it. His son Chuck built on it and continued it. And now Alicia and her husband Josh Lewis have joined in to continue the family tradition of helping others find happiness in retirement. If that's what you're looking for in a financial professional, a family-oriented business that treats their clients like, well, family, then give Lehman Lewis Financial Group a call. 970-519-2212. Chuck, Alicia, and Josh say it all the time. It's not about the accounts, the numbers, or the products, but rather it's about the people. Three generations of doing things the right way. Join the Lehman Lewis family today. 970-519-2212. That's 970-519-2212. Jimmy Lakey is not a client of Lehman Lewis Financial Group and was paid for the promotion. Firm offers insurance services. Guessing is rarely a good strategy, especially when it comes to retirement planning. So when it comes to Social Security, don't guess. Get a plan so you can maximize your benefit. The Lehman Lewis team can help with that. Call them today, 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. You found the NOCO Retirement Report along with Alicia Lewis, Chuck Lehman, and Josh Lewis. I'm Bruce Steinbrock. Well, we like to have fun here on the show, and we hope that you get uh, that and, and that you get that, again, when you're working with the Lehman Lewis team, that's what you're joining the team. Uh, again, people are like family, and we like to have fun around here, don't we, guys? I mean, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we don't hate fun. Woo! All right, so uh, we're going to set up the uh, trivia contest today, uh, as we do once in a while here on the show. And today's topic is Medicare trivia. Uh oh. <laughs> well, don't everybody clap he at says, once. He says, uh oh. <laughs> 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 Woo! All right, uh -oh. so Medicare trivia, and uh, this is uh, you know a, a little education for the listening audience, but also to to have some fun with it and understand that Medicare is something that you must prepare for in retirement. And by the way, if you'd like to reach out to the team, the phone number is nine seven zero four four six one two three four. All right, here is question number one of Medicare trivia. Medicare started under which U.S. president? Is it A, Harry S. Truman, B, Lyndon B. Johnson, C, John F. Kennedy, or D, Abraham Lincoln? Josh. Well, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Abraham Lincoln. Yeah, I crossed that one out. Emancipation I don't think it was JFK. I'm going to say it was LBJ, because Medicare hasn't been around for all that long in the grand scheme of things. All right, team answer is... LBJ. Wow. Oh, dang. Congratulations. Uh, yes, Lyndon Baines Johnson. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt included a health insurance platform when he ran for president in 1912. Now, the idea picked up steam under the Truman administration in the 40s. JFK made a push for national health care program for seniors, but it was officially signed into law by Lyndon Baines Johnson, 1965. Coverage began for recipients in 1966. So you're right, Josh. I mean, it hasn't been – some people wow. – I mean, you think 1912 to 1966. Conversation starts. Right. Conversation actually gets passed. It's kind of crazy. That's Sounds, the progress of yeah. Congress right there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. High five. Well, it took 40-some years, right? <laughs> took a long time um. to reach across the aisle there. All right. Question number two. 
How many Americans are covered by Medicare? Is it A, 45 million, B, 59 million, C, 61 million, or D, 63 million? D. I'm going to go with probably the highest. Uh, the highest, yeah. 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 <laughs> when in doubt. 63 yeah. million. That's almost 20% of the U.S. population. 63 million. Oh. Two for two. Uh, yeah, 63.1 million specifically, uh, Medicare coverage. That was as of 2021. And, of course, with baby boomers continuing to progress towards 65, that population, baby boom generation, will reach 65 by 2030. So that number is only going to go up. All right, two for two. Here is question number three. Are Medicare supplements and Medigap different? A, yes, B, no. 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 Ah, they're three for three, folks. Medicare Supplement Insurance is also known as Medigap Insurance. (laughs) Why do we do this to ourselves? Um, Original Medicare is the same thing as Medicare Parts A and B. Medicare Advantage is the same thing as Medicare Part C. So, I mean, but again, Medicare Supplements and Medigap, I mean, it's like we just love to confuse ourselves. So we just keep adding letters and numbers and who knows what. Just yeah, does Medicare sense. think they're the IRS or something? <laughs> What's going on here? Well, it is a, a government yeah, process. So. be at your doorstep. <laughs> All right. All right. By the way, if you want to reach out to the Lehman Lewis team and, and start the conversation, they do. you guys have a, someone that does specialize in Medicare on the staff, on the team, and um, if people need help with these conversations, and let's face it, it can be confusing. They can reach out and get some help. Absolutely. It can be confusing. It is confusing for a lot of people. And that's why we decided to have a specialist on our team that focuses just solely on Medicare, because once you make that decision, that's going to follow you for life. So we want you to make sure that you're making the right one. Reach out today. And Medigap also. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, The the (laughs) phone number to reach out is 970-446-1234-970. Four four six one two three four to start that conversation. All right, question four. Which part of Medicare covers prescriptions? Is it A, part A, B, part B, C, part C, or D, part D? D. D. Part D. D for drugs. Ah, yes, part D is correct. So uh, part A covers hospital care, lab tests, surgery, and skilled nursing. Part B is medical insurance for doctor visits, outpatient care, part C. Uh, the same coverage as A and B and may have additional benefits, and D is prescription drugs. So probably the easiest of the four to remember is D for drugs. You're right, Josh, so uh, high five. All right, they are four for four, folks, here on Medicare Trivia. Let's go to question numero five. In what year is hospital insurance trust fund for Medicare expected to run out? Is it A, 2026? B, 2033, C, 2042, or D, 2055? I feel like it might be 33, but what do you – I I feel like I need to look at Josh for this because he knows – He's like the the analyst here. He know he keeps He's the these, encyclopedia of yep, everything. He keeps these facts. Well, at the current burn rate right now, which is pretty significant, it is twenty twenty six. You know so, what? I trust your your. So so Chuck and Alicia to, were thinking twenty thirty three, but they appealed to the trivia nerd in the crowd, and we <laughs> love him so much, Josh. 
and Josh says 2026. So the team is going with A, 2026, correct? Yes. All right. Oh, dang. Good thing. Boy, you're right. So 2033 was the old number. The insurance trust fund that pays hospitals is expected to run out of money in 2026. Now, Medicare spent $925.8 billion in 2020. And the fund's expenditure exceeded income by $60.4 million due to a massive amount of accelerated and advanced payments. So you're right, Josh. The burn rate is causing that number to shrink closer to where we're at right now. And hopefully we prepare for it. Right. I didn't want to be right on that one, guys. It's just math. Yeah, touche. And when we go to math problems, who do we go to? Well, <laughs> calculators. Josh. <laughs> Josh Lewis. All right. We're going to give you a bonus question, and, and you get extra credit here. How about that? You're already five for five. Extra uh, credit question is, who were the first two Medicare beneficiaries? A, Lyndon and Lady Bird Johnson. <laughs> B, Harry and Bess Truman, C, Walt and Lillian Disney, or D, Bertie and Jane Sanders. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Josh, I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna no pitch this one to you. Well, I, I'm guessing Definitely that you're not going to give it to Sanders. Bernie as the first one, even though he's been around. I think if there's anybody who would be the first to jump on, you know, a government <laughs> bandwagon program like that, it would be Bernie. Bernie. But it wasn't. It, I don't think it was LBJ, right? That would have looked like too much of a conflict of interest. Like, hey, we passed this bill, and I'm going to jump right on it. First guy. So I'm going to say it was the Trumans. All right. Harry and Bess Truman. Look at that. Process of elimination. Josh nails it down. Obviously, Walt and Lily and Disney, uh, just a fun one, Um, along with Bernie and Jane Sanders. But... Harry and Bess Truman were the first two Medicare beneficiaries. Harry Truman had called for the creation of a national health insurance fund back in 45 during his term as president, but it would be another 20 years before Medicare would become a reality. So Harry and Bess Truman, the beneficiaries of being the uh, first ones to get Medicare. There you go. So you guys go six for six on Medicare trivia today. Uh, if we had, you know, a cold beverage, we'd be clinking glasses right now. Clink, clink. <laughs> we, have, we can clink our coffee. Yes. Here. Please. Clink our coffee. Clink the coffee. Clink, clink. Yeah, congratulations. All right. So, guys, Medicare is one of those things that you have to prepare for. Healthcare, mm-hmm. long-term care, Medicare. Uh, and this is something that people, I think, truly can you know, leaves their brain. They they don't think about, well, that's not something I need to prepare for, but it is. So let's talk about how you guys help people prepare for healthcare and Medicare in a retirement plan. Well, you know, for a lot of people prior, if they're looking at saying, hey, I want to retire pre-65, so in other words, pre-Medicare eligibility, that's where kind of that healthcare conversation comes into place. And then you got to look at like the Colorado exchange for, you know, private healthcare insurance under the Affordable Care Act. So all that kind of comes back to income thresholds because the amount of your AGI is going to determine how much your premiums are. So that gets a little more kind of complicated to look at, hey, how do we get the best bang for the buck with your income? Meanwhile, we're always planning for that come age 65, you can jump on the Medicare bandwagon. And for the most part, people are going to see those costs get, you know, take a decrease in that regard. But we always want to make sure that we're looking at those income thresholds because 
provisional income, which is a function of your, you know, MAGI, is going to determine how much your Medicare Part B premiums and D premiums are going to cost you. So we're always looking at all those different inputs that go into that factor of saying, hey, when you turn 65, here's what that's going to look like. If you're not already collecting Social Security, you might have to make those Part B premiums out of pocket because most people, when they file for Social Security, have that taken out of their benefit. So all these things need to be planned for, and you want to make sure that, hey, you're getting a jump start on the process. So when open enrollment comes or you know before that age 65, there's a there's a window of time where you can apply and you can actually apply before your birthday. And so more often than not, we encourage people to kind of jump on that process sooner than later, because again, it is a government program. So it's not always, you know, expedient in that regard. But again, looking at those timelines and making sure that you're taking advantage of those programs as soon as they're available is definitely beneficial. And looking at, you know, sitting down with somebody to look at, hey, what do you need? What are your health considerations? And kind of putting together the right plan for you becomes a part of that. And then ongoing, you know, looking at open enrollment saying, hey, last year I didn't have this, maybe I want to add that or whatever it might be is always very important. Yeah, folks, just getting an understanding of it all. Open enrollment period, you can mark it down in your calendars every year until Congress decides to change it, but it's October 7th to December 15th every year, and then after the first of the year, there's another open period until about mid-March. Um, but that's the the fall period is the one that you can make changes to your Medicare, and it is it does take uh, a decision process, and then obviously um, cost of living increases come in there, and, and Medicare premiums can change, and taxation can change in retirement. So there's a there's a lot of moving parts. That's what we're trying to tell you, and it, it behooves you to to get some help, and that's what Alicia, Chuck, Josh, Jeff, the entire team at Lehman Lewis does every day. Reach out at 970-446-1234, 970-446-1234, or on the web at laymanlewisresources.com. Guys, always great to be with you here on the show. Thanks for playing Medicare Trivia today. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. You too. Hey, Take care. As well. Are you happy with your Medicare plan? Even if you are, what was good for you this year might not be what's best for you next year. The team at Lehman Lewis Financial Group can help you sort through all the options to find the best one for you. Call now, 970-446-1234. That's 970-446-1234. Hey, this is Alicia Lewis. Thanks so much for joining us on the show today. Hopefully you heard something that is going to help you plan for your retirement. As always, if you have any specific questions, please feel free to give me a call. 970-446-1234. Again, that's 970-446-1234. So we offered a couple of the free retirement guides. These guides are going to be really helpful information to prepare for retirement. So if you want to get any of these guides that we talked about today, go to laymanlewisresources.com. That's laymanlewisresources.com. Have a great weekend and we'll talk to you next week.
Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AEWM and Lehman Lewis Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business, Lehman Lewis Financial Group. Lehman Lewis Financial Group is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Lehman Lewis Financial Group are not subject to investment advisor requirements. AEWM and Lehman Lewis Financial Group are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Lehman Lewis Financial Group is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Lehman Lewis Financial Group. This radio show is a paid placement.